Some time ago, a U.S.-based company, they placed a classified ad for a director of operations position and posted it online and in newspapers. 2.7 million people saw the ad. Only 24 people inquired. The interviews were conducted via webcam where the interviewer details the requirements and benefits. 135 plus hours a week for this job. No breaks. Preferred degrees. Medicine. Finance. The culinary arts. Oh, by the way, no vacations. The workload tends to increase during the holidays. And last but not least, uh, no pay. The applicants respond to this, to this job with the objectives such as, this is insane. This is inhumane. The interviewer then shared that there are billions who currently hold this position. Moms. That truly you are the unsung heroines who quietly go about your God-given responsibilities without seeking or looking for any public applause for what you do. And I think the time for you to receive your applause is now. You see, mothers, they mirror the Creator's love. God Himself is described as love in 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. And we also see what constitutes love biblically in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 6. And I ask you to turn there if you would. First Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 6. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for your word and its truth. And God, that you are love, but through our mothers, Lord, we can see your love. And we thank you for these representations of who you are in our lives. And God, may they be honored today. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I hope you will see how a mother's love is a microcosm of God's love. And for all of you mothers, especially anyone who has studied English, you will, might be happy that I used alliteration today. Doesn't come often. The first microcosm that I see is soothe or soothing. If you look at Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13, it says, I will comfort you there in Jerusalem 
as a mother comforts her child. That's God speaking. I don't know about you, but growing up, anytime I was in dismay or frantic, I would look to my mother for reassurance. Oftentimes, guys, it was problems of my own making, right? Sometimes I wasn't responsible, but mothers just like God can bring comfort in times of distress. And as followers of Jesus Christ, you and I, whether your mom is a follower of Jesus or not, we have the privilege of walking with the comforter. Amen? In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is merciful. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. I can tell you as one who has experienced the comfort of God, likewise as we have an opportunity to become more and more like the Lord, we can offer that same comfort to others around us. So even when loved ones pass on, they gave us glimpses of God and we can look to those loved ones who have passed on for that, that, that comfort and see how they demonstrated God and we in turn now can demonstrate that same love. Amen? Church, in your time of distress, seek God. The second microcosm is security. Luke chapter 13, verse 34 says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers, how often I have wanted to gather you, your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. Mothers provide protection for their children. And I've noticed that whatever the cost, the demonstration of that agape love is there through you mothers. There's a man who was walking through a forest and suddenly it was engulfed with flames and, and he noticed that there was this bird that was flying frantically and it was, it was circling around a nest. And the flames, they reached that tree and eventually they started to climb up the tree. And next thing he know, he observed that this bird that was flying around frantically dove down to the nest and with her wings spread her wings over the baby birds. And she died with them, choosing to perish. For you mothers, no matter the difficulty or pain you might go through, there is always a desire to give everything you have for your children. You and I sit here today. We are marred by sin. But bless God, we are saved by His sacrifice. See, in, in God's eyes, there was only one solution from saving us from this wrath that he had against sin. And so he chose to come down in human body and die for us. In fact, Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 10, it says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die. Everyone say, to die. 
for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. The physical, the emotional, the spiritual agony that Jesus went through, we could never fully fathom. And I think it is important for you, or you and I to not forget the cost, to let our heart not be so hardened that we forget the cost of what God has done to help rescue you. So if we were to one day, just, just imagine we were one day to find ourselves in hell, it would be because of our own neglect not recognizing God's gracious gift to you and I. Here's the but, though. But if you remain in obedience, you will find that access to God is always available. He's always there for you, and He will be your supply. That's microcosm number three, supply. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. You know, mothers always want the best for their children. In fact, Jesus illustrated this with a point in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. He says, so if you sinful people, who in here is a sinner? Raise your hand. If you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? You and I, we, we, we should have all had our hands raised. We are sinners, and God himself is without sin. And so if we have the capacity to give good gifts and properly provide for our children, what God gives his creation is even greater. So you and I, we need to count on God to give you all you need, but not all that you desire. You guys hearing that? Do you know the difference? What you desire may not be good for you. Imagine if you gave an infant or toddler all they desired. Okay? So God's infinite knowledge and our limited knowledge displays we may assume what's best for us, but he knows ultimately what is best. So in understanding supply, we also need to understand the perfect will of God. That's why I'm not scared when God tells us to do something you do it, and I guarantee every time it's going to require faith. It's going to require uh, you to just trust in him because you have limited understanding and know that he will take care of you. In Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27, Paul says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. 
but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. I encourage you, church, to use your God-given discretion to seek supply from God's perfect will, not God's permissive will. You see, the children of Israel had to learn the hard way that when God was supplying them manna in the desert, they decided they were tired of God's supply. They wanted something different. They wanted something that they felt was better. And in Psalm 106.15, the psalmist says, So he gave them what they asked for, but he sent a plague along with it. Their desires did not encompass God's perfect will. And so God sent a plague that destroyed the partakers. You see, they were on a destructive path. And so it is important that when we make steps, that we are doing it in the perfect will of God. You and I, decisions we make. The children of Israel, they were on a destructive path. Lastly, school. The fourth microcosm, school. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Paul says, So that I am not delayed, will you, or you will know how people must conduct themselves in the household of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and foundation of of truth. So what Paul was doing was Paul was reminding Timothy of his upbringing and his training and what he had been taught and how he had been rooted in the faith. And mothers, I, if I can speak directly to you today, you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and you need to make sure that God's redemption in your life implores you that you teach your children the goodness of God. You teach them to trust in him. And that he will solve their problems. And mothers, I am telling you to keep praying that one day they will realize, maybe if they're, if they're not walking with the Lord, they will realize their fallen condition and they will look to Jesus Christ for deliverance. Don't let go. Now unfortunately for us parents, we can make them choose. Or we can't make them choose, excuse me. We can't helicopter parent our kids way into eternity. They must discover God on their own. So we as parents, you as mothers, you have to plant seeds in the lives of your children. When Paul wrote that to Timothy, it was by no accident. Timothy's mother, Eunice, no doubt did this. Paul writes in 2 Timothy 1.5, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, 
And I know that same faith continues strong in you. What they did was they gave Timothy the scriptures and his heart responded positively to it. Continue to display Christ through it all. Through it all. So what I want you to do right now, I want you to just place a hand on a mother that's close to you. Because we understand it's not always roses and sunshine. There's storms. There's floods. There's fierce winds. And sometimes there's flames. But keep your eyes focused on the Lord and God is walking with you. Let's pray for these loved ones. Father God, we thank you for the blessing that they are in our lives, God. And we pray that we have an attentive ear to listen to words of advice, words of encouragement. God, they so often reflect who you are, and I pray that we notice that in them. Sometimes we examine their personalities so much that we miss, God, that they're just reflecting who you are. And God, I pray today for strength, for comfort, for peace for them, and that, Lord, if we have those here whose mothers have already gone on, God, that you will strengthen their hearts right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that, Lord, they will appreciate the great moments that they had, and, Lord, that they will pick up that mantle and carry that legacy on to the next generation. We thank you, Father God. We praise you for who you are. And God, we thank you for what they have instilled in our lives. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen, amen. Bless God. I don't want you going anywhere yet. We've got two more things. I need some volunteers, a couple of uh, Youth can help and maybe a couple of burly young men. We have, I, I got tired of the geraniums, ladies. And I was walking through, I was walking through Lowe's and I saw these marigolds. And I thought, let's do marigolds this year because you are made of gold. Dad joke. Also, for anyone who's curious, I wanted to honor you mothers today, so I got a nice sun foundation yesterday, and uh, it's a nice pink hue to honor honor all of you ladies, but if I could have some youth and Josh and maybe, maybe grab Wade and a couple others to, and mothers, just raise your hand so they know who that they are giving some flowers to. Wow, no, she's just, she wants to show these men who's boss.
Okay, so go deliver to our mothers, if you would. Who's thankful for an encouraging church body? Say amen. We need each other, don't we? And so, so you kids know as you're handing things out, Ed is not raising a hand for himself. He's raising a hand for his mother. So make sure you get him a flower. Make sure we get them to all our, all our moms. We still have hands raised. I might have to be passing out $5 bills after this. This is. Okay, one per, one per, guys. Still have hands raised. So this is a good problem to have. And I want to be clear, I had 48 of these. So that means we have more than uh, 48 mothers here in the room today. Yeah, there, there's still some hands raised in the back if we have some. Okay, we have more to give. Is there anyone else? Okay, one more hand. One more hand raised. <laughs> Praise God. So now I need, I need some ushers to come forward for our last item. And if you could distribute those evenly amongst our ushers. This is the last thing I want you to consider before you guys distribute. We've got a lot going on. There's a lot we're doing in faith. And so there's three things that I ask you to consider. What this is, this is a, just a notice that we are looking to build for our future. And we know that it's not perfect. We know that there's work. And so we're asking you to pray about ways that you can invest going forward. There's first, there's the prayer investment. How many know the value of prayer investment? You got to do that. There's the second piece that I'm not going to lie is also important. Prayerfully consider a financial investment. I can tell you that my wife and I talked and I said, I'm thinking of a number. I want you to pray about it and I want you to think of the number. And she came to me and she said the exact number that I had in mind. And so if you decide to support this or give, just write building on it, we'll know exactly what it's for. We're not gonna be ending that anytime soon. So sometimes I know people have to move money around or get money. I understand that. and. Uh, the last one, 
and certainly not least, is the physical investment. Uh, I know that deep down, we have a lot of hard workers here. And we will, we will need it. And if you come walk through Wednesday night, you're going to see our list of plans. And you're going to say, okay, yep. Yep, they have a very specific idea in mind of everything that we can do. But ultimately, everyone who has walked through it so far saw nothing but potential. And so, for that, I'm excited. But church, I want to thank you for coming today. I want you to thank you for battling a little bit of uh, weather in this room. I've seen some fans going. But most of all, thank you, mothers. Let's pray. Gracious God, we just thank you for everyone who came to be in your presence today. And Lord, I ask that as we go, I know the celebration of mothers has just started. And God, may there be a pampering of the women in this place today. God, may you bring them great joy, encouragement. And Lord, as we go our separate ways this week, God, I pray the excitement of what you are doing in us in this place carries out to this community. We thank you, God, and we praise you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen, amen. amen. God bless church. Have a great day.